Did you know that podcasts are a great way to grow your personal and business brand voice? Here's the secret. We all want to feel connected to brands we buy from. What better way to humanize a brand than through sharing your story on a podcast? Kitcaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. If you are an expert in your field, have a unique story to share, or an interesting point of view, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with Kitcaster. You can expect a completely customized concierge service from our staff of communication experts. Kitcaster is your secret weapon in podcasting for business. Your audience is waiting to hear from you. Go to kitcaster.com slash great to apply for a special offer for friends of this podcast. That's k-i-t-c-a-s-t-e-r dot com slash g-r-e-a-t. Again, that's kitcaster.com slash great. Pay close heed to my every word. League podcast special variant edition, an interview with Kevin Smith. I'm Matt Durson. Clan Inferno. Booch to the booch. <laughs> this is this is your interview with Kevin Smith in conjunction with his uh, movies pop up here in Boston at the House of Blues. Uh, tell us a little bit about the. That's right. Actually, and, and funny enough, today I I didn't plan this that well but it turned out to have been planned well my vaccination appointment was for 11 and my movies tickets for stacy and i I told her to take the day off work so we could go to movies not related to the vaccine at all it's like take the take the day off we're gonna go down to, to movies and then i like after i bought the tickets i was like oh that's the same day i'm getting my vaccination i'm gonna be cutting it close <laughs> <laughs> but she took the day off drove we drove down there i got my shot in we drove we parked we had plenty of time and i knew the people down there anyways it wasn't gonna be a problem but but yeah i like at the quarantine brain has really set in it's like oh those things are on the same those two big things are on the same day but yeah, yeah. i was offered the opportunity to interview kevin yesterday and went down they got a preview so it's pretty awesome that is really awesome yeah uh, i mean on, on and yeah on a side note yeah the vaccine is actually not that time consuming at all the, the longest part is the 15 minutes that they asked you to wait yeah the, all the li- like it seems like the line just moves really slow and you get there on time and it's not like you, there's no huffing and puffing like you're in that line you're like moving the whole time yeah yeah you move pretty they, they keep it growing i like it you know keep the chains moving so i i think it's great and uh, we i recommend everyone do it you know so there you go no ill effects or anything you're feeling good well, I 
did take the day off, not just to eat cow tippers, but to just relax because the la- the first vaccine kind of wiped me out. I feel okay today, but I'm just chill. I'm just I'm not doing anything, you know, do some podcasting and some editing and stuff, and I'm just gonna chill. There you go. That's what it's all about. So, but yeah. So Kevin Smith. Speaking of chill, he seems like a pretty chill guy. Now I want to, you know, I've said a few things on this podcast maybe negative uh, i went through a backlash i think of kevin smith but like he seems like as we all have like as he's gotten older and he, we're not that he's maybe only a little bit older than us I'm right sure. right right i think we're all entering that age where it's just like hey man everything is cool you know well and, he could he has every right to be a dick he just isn't like he's just super like yeah. i mean i don't know i don't even think it's the you know you could be like Oh, he's just a stoner or something, man. I don't think it's that. I think it's far beyond that. Like, he's a family man. He's a nice guy. He realizes, like, because he ended up... I feel like, honestly, because he worked at a quick stop, he knows that people work hard for their money. Like, part of the reason he did this is, like, it might not keep the whole House of Blues employed for a month, but I'll give at least some people some work for a couple of weeks, and that uh, that's good enough for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As he says, he's in the restaurant business now. And you know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of crazy to think of it like that. But yeah, I mean, like, he didn't have to do this. I think he, he you know, he wanted to. It's a good time. And like, in the world, I mean, you know, in the country to, to for something like this, as you brought up in the interview. Spoiler warning. But uh, yeah, yeah, but I, also uh, someone we didn't talk about at all, but he's kind of the behind the scenes is this guy, Derek. And he it's Derek's idea to make he made a Save by the Bell Max's pop up. He made a Poyos Hermanos bad pop up. And this bad. is and this is this guy's job. He's like it's like his sort of like brainchild and he can go to brands or Kevin Smith or like fictional restaurants, you know. And of course like the the media people, like the you know, the big studio people love it. Like, oh, free promotion for these movies in our catalog? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you know? of Say about the Bell reboot, you know, why not? So, and I, I t- chatted a lot with him uh, yesterday. He was super, because, you know, you have to have some guy, somebody, like, introduce you and organize. They're basically the tour manager. So he, like, mm. set up the interview and made sure everything was cool. Took me out, my picture with Kevin and stuff. So he was a really cool dude. Can you ask him to do a peach pit from Beverly Hills 90210? Uh, I would go there. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's been talked about. I'm sure he has like <laughs> he probably has the Wikipedia of fictional restaurants like you know bookmarked and makes a lot of phone calls when he's at home. Yeah. I, I mean it's a cool it's a cool idea. So, you know, I mean it's kind of like like I've been to the secret stash uh, a few times in in Red Bank. I told Kevin as as he was leaving the car actually it's funny because I know you've been there a few times and I guess they just moved and re I've been watching Kevin's blogs and they've like re re rebranded it but they moved and they it's all new artwork and stuff like that and I was like Kevin what you should do is pop up secret stashes around the country he's like yeah that'd be cool Absolutely. I mean, like, it, I, I'm. It's it's a fun place to go, and like, the you see the people from Convict Men, you know, actually working there. Yeah. But you know, it maybe needed a refresh. It's been open a long time, so like, I haven't seen the new one because it's been a couple of years since I've been to Jersey. But I think it's literally open April first or something. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah, yeah. So, so, so actually, yeah, with the next, yeah, when you go back down there, you know, yeah, and I find that kind of like pilgrimage fun too. Like, uh, even if I wasn't feeling like 
spend buying all my weekly comics there or whatever, I'd be like, oh, I'll go right. in. A, I'll support this place. I'll make a pilgrimage to the Secret Stash and get like a Jade Silent Bob shirt. Like, why not? That's a, just the kind of thing I would do when I was traveling, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I just like to hit hit that. You know, check that box. I usually buy like a trade or something, or yeah. I bought, like, you know, Kevin Smith, like a widening guy, or, you know, right. like the, the stories that he wrote, because I had the Joker on the cover. And of course, uh, yep. Yep. That's a so, pretty good book. I like that one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I like to check out the new one. It's in a cool area, of course, too. There's a great Mexican restaurant right near there. And yeah. But I and mean, like, yeah. You were saying cool. that you liked his comics, and, and, you know, I, I do. I like and his I, Daredevil. Yeah, and I was recommending that it's it probably, I'm guessing you probably haven't read his Green Hornet, but it was awesome. And we talked about that a little bit in the interview. And yeah, you know, we, we got to hit all the all the big points. I I knew that he was going to do other promotions for this, like there's something in the Globe, there's other, there's like a, you know, sort of a hipster website that was also interviewing, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit you with all the goods, baby. I'm going to ask about Masters of the Universe. I'm going to ask about my my Cantina question, which is like what I would yeah, ask. Yeah, don't spoil that one. one. Don't spoil that one. I'm not going to spoil was... it. I'm just telling them, like, I feel like we really got to get to, like, the stuff that we all talk about on League Podcast. I got to. I, I asked him, and I was, like, just proud of the questions. I was like, I think this is solid, man. Yeah, I think you did a great job. It's tough sometimes because you know they're getting asked the same questions over and over. So it's good to hit them with something a little different. And I know the know. Globe isn't asking him about Masters of the Universe. Or no, the Green Hornet so, comic he made in 2010. So Josh <laughs> Lingle, if you're listening, which you're not, but yeah, Josh, <laughs> big fan of Masters of the Universe. So I hope I hope he listen. He hope he does listen to the interview, you know, just for that reason. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely check it out. I hope. It, we got I don't know how long that pop-up is there for actually. it's a, it's for another week or so and okay. they they kind of it's, it's technically it's sold out but I think what they do is they like people either get refunds or they extend their hours or they're able to sell a few more tickets they maybe held on to a, little, a few tickets so they can release them every day or something like that you know just to keep people okay. interested and and the place full and one thing he did say in here Justin, because I, I wanted to ask you specifically about it. It's it's a little bit of a spoiler in the interview, but he said that when he came here to Boston, he was known as like the college guy in the nineties. Like the right. everybody in college was like so into clerks. And and I just feel like there's a lot of Kevin Smith in the DNA of like what we do and like what we've been doing and the movies you guys made and like just like not necessarily exactly inspired by clerks, but by the time I was in college, I was like, man, I want to be like that guy. He just made this movie out of nowhere. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, like, 100%. That's totally what I wanted to be like. I mean, I was a film student in 1994 when clerks came out. Like, I wanted to be Kevin Smith. Like, he was a real inspiration because he did it on his own with his own, you know, uh, he had a little bit of money, very little bit of money, but he worked in the store. You know, to, you know, like filming it and then stuff. Like it, it was really the whole thing with Clerks with the, the, the blinds being down was so he could film in the middle of the night when the store was closed and right, have scenes right. that took place during the day. I mean, like yep. he was a definite inspiration. And Clerks holds up. I mean, I, I think just looking at it, it was, I mean, some of his movies are a product of their time for sure. Yeah. But Clerks, you could still look at it and be like, this was a fun movie. You know, I mean, it's when you think about this is a guy with his buddies 
getting him together to make a movie. Like he, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool story. And back then, like this guerrilla filmmaking was like the rage, and some people pulled it off, and some people didn't. And Kevin Smith definitely pulled it off. So yeah, he was just kind of like a cultural guy that we like looked to. You know, yeah. it always instant. You know, I continues to be for me. So it's just great to talk to him and, and and all that. Yeah, super super genuinely nice guy. It was awesome. It was really fun. All right, yeah. So, like, why don't we just throw it to the interview? Thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Leakpodcast.com, wherever you get your podcast. Robin, oh, Robin. and excuse, they're literally building a new club across the street. So, there's a little bit of an audio issue here where I've I've taken about as much of the construction noise as possible. But we weren't in a secure audio where he makes his podcast. We were like in a restaurant, and outside was like jackhammers. So, <laughs> I think you'd be able to hear it just fine. But just just a warning for people that are sensitive to that kind of thing. Oh, there you go. Trigger warning for Jack yeah, Hammer. Trigger warning. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I think it's a great interview. So yeah, listen in. It's uh Kevin Smith. Here we go. It's Nucci Booches. To the Nooch. You, of course, don't mind being on video, do you? Not at all. Video away, my friend. <laughs> that's why I wore the funny hat. <laughs> well, that's why I dressed like old, I mean, new old, new you. Nice, nice. You. Yeah, both of us wearing jackets. <laughs> and so, by the way, I'm so happy to see you. You look great. I'm trying and, to stay alive, man. And, and Even in the restaurant business, it doesn't make it easy, though. <laughs> right? Suddenly you get access to free food, but you're like, I'll take three orders at your time. <laughs> I'm the man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, why not? It's my place. Free food. Well, you look great, man. And just, how, how are you feeling? You feel good? I feel good? fantastic. It's been, uh, I just passed the three-year mark since the wow. heart attack. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. Well, it's, uh, we're happy to have you here, man. Thanks for coming to Boston. Lovely to be here, man. Boston always been a big part. I was just telling my wife today, I was like, first time I came to the Commonwealth was with clerks. Mm -hmm. Like, even though I lived in New Jersey, I'd never come up to Massachusetts. Uh There was no call for it and stuff. Yeah, I was to Philly, to New York, they're close. Boston's like a three-hour drive. So it wasn't until clerks that I came to the city with the Boston Film Festival, and then I kept coming back, like chasing Amy and Dogma and stuff like that. So the and the boy from here, right? And the boys being from here is such a you know we, we we me and Scott are involved we're involved with Goodwill Hunting as well. So it's like there's there's always a wonderful tie to the city to the community. Like also this is a big college town, and, and at one point in my career, like I was the college guy. So yeah, like, I came you're here my college spoke, guy. So I'll, thank you. I spoke Mass so Art right often. down the street over here. It, where? Which one? Mass Art. It's Mass Art. Yeah, right, right there. Yeah. So, I mean, 90s, that, that's that's looking up to you, man. You've been inspiring people forever. You Thank know, you. one thing, uh, you, you were so close with Stan Lee. I got yes. to interview Stan Lee. It was like honor my lifetime. This Such is an too. awesome dude. And, uh, yeah, we, and we all miss him and, and everything. And just, it just, you've always said good things and, and we're taking care of him. And I just want to say I appreciate that you did that. And, Thank uh, yeah, you. It's such a terrible loss, but uh, yeah, he was. It was what a great life. And also, like the thing about the loss that breaks the heart is he, like, he was a vital ninety-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. And if he didn't have the last year, two years of his life, the way 
he was kind of tossed around and, and uh, like literally suffered from elder abuse and taken yeah, advantage of. Yeah, I just read that book. I mean, that lit, shaved years off his life. He That's easily could have made a hundred, man. He was so vital, but like, there came a certain point where he's like, not only was he physically beaten down, but just like the thought of like, this is what it's come to. I don't even want to be here anymore. <laughs> How can you do that to everyone's grandpa? So, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the guy who gave so much joy in his lifetime, but at least, you know, he had that entire 10 year period of Marvel cameos where like at yeah, the end of beautiful. his life, he got celebrated by the entire world. Everybody knew his name, even right. people that never heard of him before. Knew yeah. like, oh, that's Spider-Man's baby daddy. Well, you know, maybe it was your idea to put him in the film. I, I remember seeing him in a movie like years ago. Yeah, that was, I mean, for us, it, it was a no-brainer because you got a movie about a guy who loves comic books and you got Stan, perfect marriage. And when we did it, like I remember when the movie came out in 95, there was just like, oh, who? Stan Lee? That's, that's quaint. <laughs> you know, years later, it became... A, a stamp of quality. You know? I, I love seeing him in that movie too because he's younger, you know, obviously. Yes. And it's like, oh, I love that guy. Still, but I remember when he came to work with us, they were telling us, they're like, you got to be careful, man, because this man is like 73 years old. He could go at any minute. <laughs> right. And he lasted another like 23 years. Well, God bless him, man. <laughs> Well, another thing, um, uh, one thing, you're coming here to Boston, you're coming here to the House of Blues, which is a great venue. Lots of people, you know, we've been out of work, but, you know, there's there's ways that people can yeah, yeah. keep it going. Yeah. And I uh, appreciate that you came here to help us out. I first heard, heard the movie pop up in the show that you did, uh, Sudden Lockdown. Yes. And uh, I, that was just such a great thing. So, you know, hi to your wife and, and, you. and, and, and Harley and Austin. And uh, how, how was it great? To, was it was it fun to just shoot a show in your house? It like, was how was that? That's wild, man. So uh, adorable, especially considering, like, you know, was, we were in the middle of the quarantine. Nobody was doing anything. So this TBS show, Celebrity Show Off, uh, presented itself as an opportunity. And they were like, you can do anything you want. We're gonna give you a camera, shoot whatever you want. And I was like, can I shoot a sitcom? And they were like, absolutely, go ahead. So at one <laughs> really point, funny, the entire town was shut down. And like, you know, it's, it's dopey to say, but we were literally the only sitcom in town <laughs> yep. that was shooting. Yep. Yep. And so it, yep. it was a weird momentary high on us. Fun to do with the family, fun to do with the house, like easiest job in the world because it's like you don't even have to get dressed and drive to the studio. You're like, you wake up and you were in the studio. <laughs> so it was such a good time. But it was a Kevin Smith joint, man. It's like I couldn't make a great movie like a great sitcom in my house. Exactly. But but it was but it was it was great. It was it's really, really funny. Austin is such a rock star. He's he's great. What a... Put him in, him in Clerks Three. He's so fun. Oh so so good. So good. And uh, are, do you have any updates um, that you want to tell anybody about uh, Masters of the Universe? Any, any good news coming up? I believe, coming uh, I think the first time folks are going to see any imagery is coming up in May. We're in April right now, so next month. You like animation? I love it. It's phenomenal. The Boys of Powerhouse Animation did a wonderful, wonderful job. They do Castlevania on Netflix, Seis Manos, uh, or the, the Greek Gods one. Blood of the Gods or something, I forget what it's called. Um, but their, their style is wonderful. So 
all the characters look exactly like the way they're supposed to. Right. They just look like they were drawn now as opposed to right. in the 80s. And so uh, they've, you want to talk about people like elevating, man. Like I love the scripts that we came up with, but Powerhouse absolutely knocked it out of the park, elevated our scripts, made far better cartoons mm -hmm. of our scripts than, than we provided them with the word power to do so. Watching the, the whole thing come together, man, because it, like, you know, so many people work on it. Um, from your writing staff to then, right. you know, your recording, just the vocal tracks, then it all gets handed over to the animators and they do. They're also, they're, I mean, it's, in a way, it's like, it, it's not, but it's it's like movie making and it's like comic books at the same time. At the same time, you yeah, know, but you've got right. and, and like what, 10,000 people and, and what's, what's really wonderful about it is when you're working on a movie or some or a TV show, <laughs> you know, you're seeing results on a regular basis because you're doing it, you know, you've got this window of time to do sure. it. When you're like just the writer or showrunner on like this animated series, like my job was kind of my main job of like let me get this thing written was done early on it's the first job done mm -hmm. so i go about my life and then every few days there's a delivery of like here's an art pack and you're like holy shit! <laughs> like look at they drew all the characters and then as time goes on it's like here's the first animatic here's the second animatic this animatic's locked here's the animatics episode two episode three, four, oh my God, the finished animation for episode one has come in. So it's this, this waterfall of productivity that you have nothing to do with other than right. getting to appreciate it. Like, yeah, you wrote your part is done. I mean, you can't go and make a script change. Exactly. Well, you can, I'm asking, like, you get to, as long as like lip flap is off camera, like, cause my job has continued and as much as periodically they're like we need to pick up these lines we need to add new lines sure. netflix thinks this needs clarity so like then you have oh, okay. to come up with that stuff and, and make that work and stuff but, so you might need to even make new scenes etc yeah yeah generally it's not like you know you're never deep in the process and going like i'm gonna write a whole new scene here mm -hmm. um if you do that it's a big deal because this the process is like eight to ten months. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And once it starts going, it starts going. But being at the receiving end of all the, the joy, the like, here's here's what Battle Cat looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, oh my God, this is what uh, Evil End's outfit looks like. This is what Evil End looks like when she takes the helmet off. Like, just every design before actually even getting to see the animatics. And the animatics is the barest form. It's like you know a digital storyboard or a yeah, just sure. kind of moving storyboard and even those were so pretty i was like we could air this like fuck, <laughs> fuck finishing let's just air this. <laughs> right right thankfully the boys at powerhouse pushed to finish because the finished product is you gorgeous. can't just put out the pencils and get an ink to sing i would but i mean I'm just, <laughs> i come from comics so like i love when they do batman black and white and just oh batman yeah the pencils version so i could have dealt with it but people will be delighted to see how colorful the whole thing is not for nothing. I I loved your Green Hornet. It was, it was oh, so it was so you. great. I mean, I love it. That one, I didn't expect to like it. Thank and, you. And like the uh, the character. I mean, I expected yeah, to yeah, like yeah. what you did, but I was just like, oh, this is a really great thing. It was drawn really awesome. Because you don't sometimes. Jonathan Lau, he made that. Him and Phil, well, Phil Hester took my story. Phil Hester, yeah. And then he broke it down, uh, but Lau just turned it into a 
beautiful book that like oh this like what, what was so satisfying about that for me was at the end of when i read all the books together all the comics together i was like it would have worked yeah like, we could have pulled that off as a movie somebody could have absolutely absolutely and uh yeah just it's it's kind of like coming up in comics and reading batman and spider-man you know you, you don't think of pretty morning but then and you're like, well, you can do something cool with it. Right, right. <laughs> you know? It's true, very true. Um, so I tried to, um, you know, uh, we're on limited time here. I can, I can talk to you all day. I, I tried to come up with the best cantina question for you. Okay. Uh, that I wouldn't be embarrassed to, uh, mm -hmm. if we were off that and on for me to submit the question. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, but before I get to that, um, it, I, I watched the scene last night with the, the ball liquor scene with movie internet. So, you know, People will get a chance to come down here and they can just and actually relive it. Yeah, you can... are the ones who are the ball lickers. That's, that's what we they can, They'll just have to do it from their phones. Yes. <laughs> but that, that was just so funny. But my my ultimate, I'm calling it the cantina question. Okay. Is you get to Snyder Cut, a Kevin Smith movie, Warner Brothers, whoever, gives you $30 million Oof. to re maybe just even for cgi is it is it tusk is it mm -hmm. how, how do you make a four-hour uh expanded snyder cut of a kevin smith movie? i would go red state i oh, would, I I would shoot movie, the kevin. ending like where you know we we cheaped out at the ending because we didn't have any money so the ending was supposed to be the apocalypse oh, angels showing up slaying people and shit like that giant angels so at a certain point it became like all right do you want to shoot the ending, that movie and that ending? Do you want to wait to shoot that movie, that <laughs> ending, for however long it takes to find money for it? Or do you want to shoot a version of the movie now where you let go of the supernatural element that was in the last scene? So then I changed it to him being like, oh, it was a loudspeaker and it was a hoax and blah, blah, blah. So if I had like Snyder Cut money, I'd go back <laughs> and I would shoot the angel show up ending man like the apocalyptic ending i'd have a lot of money left over <laughs> but I, I think that would be the one that i would love to like take in the direction of the original vision and i love red state what it became and stuff but like that ending would have been so fucking weird <laughs> Well, you know, when, when people after they see this interview, they they might say, you know, release the Snyder Cut. Yes. <laughs> Red State Cut. From release Canada. the Redder Cut. <laughs> the Redder Cut. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Well, I, um, I'm just so happy to talk to you, man. We, we can wrap it up. And uh, I'm really excited to be here at Movies. Thanks for helping out Boston. Oh, my God. Thanks, thanks for, for helping out uh, everybody here at the, at the restaurant and, and uh, everybody make a couple bucks. And... Uh, People can have some fun doing it because you came here at the exact right time. It's just about to open up. Yeah. So this is like a preview. Saying. This is a preview to a good time to the summer that's going to come. Nice. They were asking me when I rented the car today when I was leaving Logan. Uh, the lady was like, "Here in California, how is it out there?" I was like, "The exact same thing as this year." <laughs> yeah. She was like, "You guys are about to open." I was like, "We're about to open as well." But uh, yeah, it's it's been. That's been the fun part of taking the movies like around the country is that it's always at a restaurant that's been closed for a while. Yeah. So it's good for the business. It's also good for the like staff morale because you forget when you're in the restaurant business, like those are your coworkers you see them every day. A lot of folks haven't seen their friends exactly. in like a year and stuff. So it's always Zoom cocktail hour doesn't cut it, man.
Zoom cocktail hour doesn't cut it. It really, really doesn't at the end of the day. Like the, being in a room with people, human acts. I'm not saying you got to lick each other's faces. And shit, <laughs> being in a room with people and talking, nothing will replace it. Well, thanks so much, Kevin. It's been an honor, man. Damn pleasure. Damn